Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Hey, it's me, Big Jimmy Jimmy Big, everybody's favorite three-foot man with a two-foot dick. And uh, I'm here to tell you about Big Jimmy's Pawn Shop's good deals going on. Uh, Right now we got Beats from Dr. Dre, $120. You give me your name and your address, I tell Dr. Dre to come and fight you. It's that easy. The other deal that we got going on is we got a gold necklace in the likeness of Biz Marquis himself. That is right. And uh, if anyone wants to tell you about a certain kidnapping of a certain rap star, do not believe them. That's a lie. The third item that we got is, oh, this is a good one, folks. We got a donated statue straight from Alabama of the General Lee. They're getting rid of all of their statues down there. So you might want to come pick this one up. It's going to go quick. going to go fast. Last item that we got, multilingual Kindle. Yep, that's right, folks, but uh, it has every single language except for English. So, if you only speak English, this this might not be a deal for you. But uh, come on down to Alabaster Peaks. Come check out Big Jimmy's Pawn Shop. It's, uh, it's the only one I got left since uh, these two chuckle fucks wrecked everything else. <sighs> Truth cast, beginning transmission. Have the fun is finding my lips. It is so sensual. It's a very basic conspiracy. I promise this won't hurt at all. You laughed at me. I did. Sorry. Government is playing a game. They want to see if they can make people disappear. We will not be silenced. Okay. There are still so many unanswered questions about what's going on. I think it's funny that you're coming at me with three identifications and it's all clearly squirrels. <laughs> oh. He had sex with an owl. I had to maintain my dominance. I'm a regular Dan Rickles. Keep your hands to yourself. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Truth Cast that is True Revelations Uncovered Through Heroism Cast. I am Thomas Luge, and as always, I am here with my partner, Mr. Little Dicky Ricketts. Uh, Thomas, once again, it's Little Dicky O'Reilly now. We had this talk last week. I'm sorry, Dicky. Uh, you don't respect I, it, me. It, it's it's hard to um, adjust after you've become accustomed to calling someone by a specific name for almost an entire year. You know, that's the same uh, excuse that a lot of grandparents use about not being able to combat their own racism. It's ugly. Sure. And usually it is the female in a marriage that changes her last name, not the children or the men. So that's all I'm saying. But sure. I Dickie O'Reilly. Did not that is my ma- partner. I have been mostly legally adopted by Dr. Father Terry O'Reilly now. Father Dr. Professor Terry O'Reilly. Mm. My mentor, my guru, my yogi, my scoutmaster. 
My den mother. It just seems odd that we would we would go in a certain direction that was clearly working, and then at the last moment decide to just change course and go in a completely different direction. But but sure, you know, we can do that. You know, green looks good on you. Yeah, that's right. I just said you're jealous. Let's get to our guest. Sure. Um, our guest Thomas this week. Luge. Uh, oh, th- it seems like I know your last name. How about that? Uh, It's much easier to remember my last name because it's been my last name since we've known each other. But yeah, sure. Okay, Dickie. Um, Our our guest today has some information she would like to share with our listeners uh, about the Disney Corporation. Everyone, please welcome to the show, Dr. Tanya. Hello, Dr. Tanya. Hi. Hi, Dickie O'Reilly. Hi, Thomas Luge. Hello. Welcome to to the Truthcast. Oh, look at that. Dr. Tanya just met me and she got my last name right. It's like she respects me as a human being. She, her her first introduction to you is as Dickie O'Reilly. She is, of course, going to, rem- that's all she knows you as. She doesn't know you as Dickie Ricketts. She knows you only as Ooh, Dickie O'Reilly. My email address is still Little Dick R, though. Not Little Dick O. I thought it was Little Dicker. Okay. All right. That explains it now. Okay. <laughs> Just to be perfectly honest here, because honesty is the best policy, I think. Uh, that's my motto. Honesty is the best policy. I came up with that. Oh. Dickie, do you maybe want to tell uh, tell Thomas the real reason that I'm here? <sighs> Thomas, I knew you wouldn't go for this unless I said that she had a conspiracy. And she does have a conspiracy. But uh, moreover, I'm a big fan of Dr. Tanya's book, which I have right here. Dr. Tanya, would you like to tell Thomas the title of your book? Listening with the heart, the ears of the body. How to communicate. Ears of the body. Ears of the body. Oh. Listening with the heart, the ears of the body by Dr. Tanya. Oh, I, I have a misprint one. Mine says ears of the bloody. That must oh, be why you is, gave me a copy for free. There was a small run of those uh, in, uh, in, in North Korea, actually. We had, to, uh, we had to pull the plug on those for a couple of different reasons. Those weren't even supposed to get out, but then they just rained all over California. So, uh, so yeah, that, consider yourself lucky. It's like... Uh, it, it's like having the uh, the little Luke Skywalker with the longer uh, the longer lightsaber. It's a it's a collector's item. Oh, yeah, that was an obscure pop culture reference, Doctor Tanya. I am such a huge fan of oh, yours. I'm so glad, Thomas. This may be the most important guest we've ever had. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dickie. So, Thomas, the reason why I'm here, I did say that I was a Disney truther, and I do have some thoughts around that. But really, Dickie has asked me to come here today because sounds like you guys are having some problems, not only communicating with your mouths, but listening with your hearts. So I just wanted to kind of help open up that dialogue and kind of see where maybe, Thomas, you feel like there might be some problems problems in your relationship um <clears throat> uh, i am fine i was riding high on our podcast success um accepting the things that were 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 changing in our lives in a natural way and um uh, the person who i thought was on board with me felt differently and decided to change everything yeah you know what i'm hearing i'm hearing a lot of pain and I'm hearing a lot of defensiveness right now. I hear that, you know, you were riding high, things were successful. But really, really, was that, is, is that an accurate picture, would you say, Thomas? And by Thomas, I mean Dickie. Dr. Tanya, you may call me Little Dicker, if you would like. 
Oh, <laughs> thanks. All right, little dicker. I guess, so you're hearing what Thomas is saying right now. Is this resonating with you? Is this, was this the issue that you're making all these changes? I hear what Thomas is saying. Great. And I feel like he is not allowing my growth or as he calls it, change. I'm just calling it growth. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you notice, Thomas, how slowly Dickie is speaking? That's one of the tenets from my book. When you want to communicate with someone, you want to do it as slowly as possible. You want to speak to them like they're a child or just a dull adult. Hmm. So that might be a helpful way to to communicate. But um, But the message behind what Dickie is saying, I think, or Dicker, sorry, Dicker, um, is that you're seeing this as abandonment. He's seeing this as growth. And it's really hard in a relationship when one person is ready to grow and change and the other person is just holding on to their ankles like grim death. How does that feel for you to hear that he wants to change? Uh, it, it concerns me because we found a formula here on the truth cast that was clearly working. And now we are venturing off into the unknown where we don't know exactly what type of uh, response we will get. And we stand to lose everything that we've built in this past year. Mm, That sounds scary. Is it a little scary? It sounds scary. Yeah. So, Dickie, can you explain a little bit more about the change, I guess? Um, so, so help me understand. So you've got this successful podcast. You're riding high on the, the podcast wave. You're making your millions. You're buying your crystal. You're, you're smashing up limousines at the demolition derby. So tell me about what's changing and why you've decided to change this. Well, there's doctor-patient confidentiality here, right? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just going to be between me, the two of you, and your audience. I feel as though when Thomas made me witness him frame his cousin for murder, I felt threatened that one day Thomas could turn on me, too, because I've been having nightmares that Thomas made me commit a series of murders over the course of a year. I feel like I can't trust Thomas, and maybe I need to grow and become my own person. Mm. Dreams feel so real, don't they? Don't dreams just feel when you wake up and you're like, hey, what was what was that? Oh, it was a dream. Yeah, that's what it was. It was just a dream. Thomas, does does Dickie have anything that he needs to worry about? Does Have you discussed this with him? Does he need to worry that you're going to make him commit a series of murders over the course of a year? I think that is ludicrous. And I feel that I mm. did not cause Dickie to commit any kind of murders. I feel... Dicky had murder. Oh, already Thomas, you've in really his I'm speaking. The art of I'm speaking, Dicky. Like I'm speaking. It is my turn to speak. It is my turn to speak. Be quiet. He talks to me like that Dicker, all the let's, time. Let's let. He talks to me like I'm okay, slow. Okay, but Dicker, let's let Dicker. I know, and I know you're not a dull boy. I know. Okay, but let's each take our turns. Okay, I'm gonna. We're gonna give you a chance to respond. But right now, this is great. Thomas is really expressing himself, and and don't just hear the words he's saying. 
Listen to the emotions under it. He feels scared. He feels worried. He's afraid. Inside, he's just a little girl. He's a little baby girl who's holding a little baby duck. And the duck is crying because the duck dropped a sandwich. So just hear that part of it, okay? So, Thomas, go ahead. Continue. As I was saying. But first, Thomas, tyrants say what? Thomas, tyrants say what? What was that? I said, uh, Thomas, tyrants say what? Tyrant, what are you talking about, Dickie? Tyrants say what? I don't know what what you're saying. Tyrants say what are you talking about, Dickie? Are you, are, are you... Tom, Thomas, let me explain. Part of my book, when someone is having difficulty uh, communicating, you know, we use I statements, we let you know how we are feeling, but also if it's not going our way, sometimes we'll try to bait you into saying what we want to hear. So we'll say something like, Dr. Tanya, say, fuck you. Fuck you. Now, that doesn't make sense. That's just an example. See, there you go. Yeah, then that's how it works. Ooh, I'm Dr. Tanya now. Psychology. I'm Dr. Tanya now. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Look at Thomas. (laughs) Little girl Thomas with his pigtails and his ducky. Look at you, Thomas, sitting down to pee. Uh You're a girl, Thomas. I thought there would be a level of professionalism here, but apparently not. You know what? Let's Let's let Thomas take his turn because just as long... You want to be heard, right? Don't you, Dicker? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, doctor. Yeah. Yes, doctor, ma'am. Yeah, thank you. Now, Thomas is another human being who just wants to be heard, too. So let's listen. Let's try to listen with our heart, okay? Yes, Dr. Tanya. Okay, thanks. All right, Thomas, you were you were saying that you would never incite Dickie to violence, correct? Correct. I would never incite anyone to violence, nor have I ever... Mm-hmm. I simply help a person find who their true selves are, and then they act according to that. So I did not influence Dickie to murder an entire food court of people. That was just in his heart, and it was unleashed. That was one of my dreams. Okay, I'm starting to see. Now, maybe it's not about the murder. Maybe it's about the food court. We have to go a little deeper with dreams. And so it's not about the first thing that we see in our dreams. It's about the second. And so in yours, it's not about the murder. What was it? Tell me about the restaurants in that food court, Little Dicker. Uh, there was a Sabaro. There is a Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. There is a Kung Fu Panda. Wait, not Kung Fu Panda. A Panda Express. And they were passing out little samples of uh, General Sow's chicken. Mm-hmm. There was. Did you have any of the samples in your dream? So we're talking. We're talking regular. Your malls borrow food court. Okay, so it's not like a Dream Moon food court where it's you know Gleep Glorp Express and no, uh, no, you know Cannibal Bell. Yeah, wait, Cannibal Bell. That sounds yeah, good. Just, I mean, just things you might have in a dream. Okay. What would they serve at Cannibal Bell? Uh, uh, I just want serve- to. I just want to make clear that I did not influence Dickie to want to go to Cannibal Bell. Uh, I feel like that will be put on me later if I do not leave this disclaimer. Okay. Well, we'll we'll document that, Thomas. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you for making your truth known. It's so good that you can identify something and just say, "Wait a second, I need to speak for me here." So that's great. Dr. Tanya, I'm really interested in Cannibal Bell. I, I, I would like to know some of the yeah. menu items. Yeah. Okay, sure. Um, you've got uh, uh, you've got soft rib tacos, <gasps> that human ribs. I, I mean, so it's going to talk about different meats, but all of the meats are going to be human meat. Okay. 
I like a good soft rib. Uh, that's just a rib that's been boiled into. Ex- this is neither here nor there. I want to talk about your problems and issues. Now, in this Panda Express, were you given any of the samples? I took the entire tray of General Sal's chicken mm. samples. And how was it? They were good, except for I kept poking my mouth because apparently you're supposed to take the toothpicks out. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thomas didn't even tell me that. He let me stab myself in the mouth repeatedly, and, he's, and he sat there snickering at me. 90% of America has been to these establishments. I just assumed that you understood that bones were dangerous. Now, Dicker, is it possible that your dream is, wow, life is so delicious, but there are parts that are a little prickly in them? Oh. Yeah. Maybe you think Thomas should be holding your hand through all this, but maybe Thomas sees you as a fully formed adult. Is that possible? I mean, it's unlikely, but I mean, it's possible because, I mean, you presented it as a, oh, Thomas? Dickie, it is surprising how little you know me after one full year. I would not have took you under my wing if I didn't believe you to be an 11-year-old beyond your years. I'm 12 now. I had a birthday. Yes, but at the time, at the time you were 11. You know yeah. what? You know what I'll say, Dicker? Sometimes when people let us strike out on our own, we're going to stick ourselves in the mouth with a toothpick and we're going to go, ouch! Hey, that hurts. But you know what? That's how we learn. That's how we learn. Sometimes you have to take a toothpick to the mouth over and over and over again. I'm a doctor, a professional doctor. Do you know how many toothpicks I've eaten? Who could count? Hundreds, thousands? Just this morning. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Thomas, do you think there's anything in the way that you speak to Dicker, I, I feel like it comes off a little bit, a little bit defensive, and maybe, and and when you're defensive, you have your reasons for it, and it's okay. But do you think there's a way you could speak to Dicker that maybe would make him feel a little better? I speak to Dicky the way I speak to everyone with concise authority. Mm-hmm. 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 He won't even let me know where he lives. Okay. Hold on, I got these dumb dogs barking. I'll be right back. Now, do you see, see and then the it goes way into that Thomas voice just and avoided? Even- yeah, when we start looking at emotional situations, it's uncomfortable. So sometimes we'll think, oh, I, I just heard dogs barking. I have to run away and hide in a sock drawer for two weeks. Uh, you know, we all make our excuses. And, and Dick, Dr. I- Tanya, I didn't even know he had dogs. Yeah, oh. How long have you two been married, can I ask? Oh, we're not married. Oh, okay. We're not. Okay. How long have you been, um, I guess, okay, so if you're not married, how long have you two been physically intimate? Well, that's another thing. I had dreams about that, too. I had dreams that after we committed murders, or I committed murders for him, uh, we went to prison, and then we were physically intimate for uh, about two months, and then he left me in prison- yeah, it's a lot of weird dreams. But like you said, dreams are just dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Dreams are just our body's way of, of working out things that we're worried about. And sometimes, you know, it's sometimes it's very obvious and on the level. And then sometimes you just got to dig a little bit. Do you ever see a squirrel in the backyard just kind of digging around for a nut? Nope. No. Never. Well, 
Now, no. someday you might. And then you might say, I wonder if that squirrel's having a dream. They're not. They're just looking for a nut. I feel like Thomas and I have been podcasting together for over a year now. And I should have known before now that he has dogs. And what was that weird voice that he did when he went to check on the dogs? Sometimes I don't know who he is. Well, let me ask you this, Sticker. Have you ever asked Thomas if he had any dogs? No, Dr. Ma'am. This is precisely this is precisely the problem here, Dickie. Everything is always about you, and you never take now, the time Thomas, to get to Thomas, learn he's, he's about other a people. Right now, okay, I'm going to cut you right there because we're getting to something big here. We're getting to the we're getting to the the meat here of this uh, this cannibal bell sandwich. Okay, let's see if he can just sort of arrive on this on on his own. So you're not hmm. you didn't realize that he had dogs. What else have you not asked about, Thomas? Yes, Dickie. How are you doing today? I am doing okay. My chi is balanced. I am neither happy nor sad. Thomas, have you had a good bowel movement today? I have not today, but I unleashed a voluminous uh, attack of spirits last night before I went to sleep to bed. This is great. Now we're communicating. Thomas. Now, Thomas, now hang on, hang on one second, one second, Dicker. Now, Thomas, why don't you ask Dicker a question? Hmm. See, now we're communicating. What can you ask him about his day? Hmm, I wonder. Okay. Dicky, how was your breakfast this morning? <gasps> great. So good. Unsatisfying, Thomas, because I was sitting here wondering what your dog's names are and what city you live in, because I was thinking, man, I would really like this Cracklin' Oat brand better, uh, mixed with peanut butter Captain Crunch. If only I knew where my podcast partner lived. I wonder why he doesn't tell me. Now, Dicker, I wonder what stopped you from just calling up Thomas, asking him where he lived and what his dog's name were, so then you could enjoy breakfast, because Cracklin' Oat Brand and Peanut Butter Cap'n Crunch sounds delicious. It is. It keeps me regular, and uh, it hurts the roof of my mouth. Oh, I bet, uh, yeah. I find that if, if the roof of my mouth is constantly an open sore, I tend to not put things in my mouth I shouldn't be putting in my mouth. So, so that's very clever. Now, now you see, you've, you've come to that realization about the top of your mouth, but you still... There's some irritation in this relationship that I think is putting things in the mouth of this relationship that maybe shouldn't be there, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So why don't you ask ask Thomas right now where he lives and what his dog's names are? He's not going to tell me. Hmm. Well, maybe we could try. I've been asking him where he lives for a while. Yeah. Okay. okay. Thomas, what are your dog's names? I will compromise. My dog's names... Wait, wait, wait. If you're only going to tell me one thing, I want to know where you live. I don't care about your stupid dogs. I, I cannot. Where do you live? I cannot give the exact location because that is undisclosed. Oh, but I great. can. I can. Now we're back to the beginning. I can give you a significant landmark that is within 10 hours of my location. Oh, thank you for narrowing it down. Is a landmark the Mackinac Bridge? 
It is not actually. Dicky, can you can you maybe just uh, just take off your headphones for a minute, Dicker, and just part of this exercise right now is just calming down, and we go ahead, we take our headphones off, and we go and we count to thirty. Okay, can you do that for Dr. Tanya? I mean, I've never tried to count to thirty before, but I'm going to give it a shot. Well, let's see how far you get. Okay, you give it a shot. Okay. Okay, taking off okay. my headphones. And- Okay, great. Thanks. All right. One. For fuck's sake, Thomas. We're in a fucking quarantine. Make something up. Just say wherever you're at. Just, just, you don't want to tell me. He always does this. He always does it. He's very selfish. He doesn't want, he's always very childish. He doesn't want to respect my boundaries. So you know this. So either you get out of a relationship with him or you fucking just make something up. You know where you live? You live in Milford. There you go. You live in Milford. Okay? Just say Milford. He can't come over. He can't come over. Fifteen. Everything's locked down. Can 16, I can I say Ann Arbor? Seventeen. 18, yes. It doesn't okay. matter. Nineteen. Say Ann Arbor. You could say oh, you live on okay, a barge okay, in the I, middle okay, of Ann Arbor I will, River. I will tell him I live okay. in Chelsea. Twenty-two. Okay, right. Wait, why are you saying Chelsea? It, it doesn't matter. Fine. Make up whatever you want. Okay. You could live in Chelsea. Twenty-four. You could live with the will- just. Just calm it down for him, okay? You can see this is a man on the edge. He tells me about these murder dreams. I don't know if they're dreams or not. This guy is hanging by a fucking thread, okay? Do it for America. Fine. I will once again be the bigger person and the adult in this relationship. 30. Good. I did it. I did it, guys. I got all the way to 30. You did such a good job. That was so wonderful. We all took a counting break. We all got to just sort of take a deep breath, let it out. And I think Thomas might be ready to tell you something, Dicker. Why don't you ask him again where he lives? Thomas, I feel like relationships are built on trust and uh, respect. So I'm going to respect your privacy and just ask you about your stupid dogs. What are your stupid dogs' names? My dogs are not stupid. My dogs are actually very intelligent. They've been winners of several dog competitions. Dicky, go count to 30 again. Just go count, okay? Go count. Mommy and okay. Daddy are talking. It's fine. Should I take off my headphones? Yes, take off your headphones okay. and count, okay? Let me just make sure 24 comes after 23, right? 23, 24. What, whichever way you want to do it, okay. but it's fine. Okay. It's, this is I just wanted to make sure I got it okay, right. Okay, great. I'm taking off my headphones. Yeah. Yep, you got it. Okay. One, Tell them the dog's names are Ann Arbor two, and Milford. Who fucking three, gives a shit? It doesn't four, matter. Tell them they're five, hinky and dinky. Six, and you don't have to do this big song seven, and dance at the top like, eight, oh, well, I'm always the one that eight, has to come around and tell information to someone 11, because I wear 12, a turtleneck and I'm a big 13, fancy man and 14, I have to control all the information because my father was a big, strong, strapping college professor and he would let me ride in the back of an SUV and never wear a seatbelt and would give peace signs to all the drivers by. Don't be that asshole, Thomas. Just say something. You don't have to say with a smile, but just keep it moving. This is why he's like this. I'm just saying my dogs are not dumb. They are intelligent dogs. I, I don't They're like my children. I can't just let him insult my children. Hello, I'm back. I did 24-23 this time. That's great, bud. That's that's so wonderful. Because you made it your way. Yeah. And that's that's the most special way of counting. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Thomas, 
I would like to start over and say, I'm sorry for insulting your dogs. I'm just a cat person and cats are biologically proven to be smarter than dogs. I'm sorry. I'm just very attached to Chairman Meow, my kitty cat. So please tell me the names of your wonderful canine friends. Well, first of all, I'd like to see the study that you read that implies that cats are superior to dogs, but sure. Um, you know what? I didn't read a study. I saw a YouTube video. You know that I struggle reading. You're always doing things like this, making fun of the fact that I have problems with, you know, skills just because I'm a leap year baby. You know how hard it is? Like, I'm not even allowed in elementary schools because people are like, oh, you look like you're clearly in your 40s. Yeah, you go around telling people you're 12 years old. I haven't been to school in quite some time, Thomas. If I haven't learned how to read by now, I'm probably not going to read a study. You just do things like that to make me feel dumb. Boys, do you see what's happening here? Dicker, what did you want to find out from Thomas? What did you want to find out? I want to find out. Do you remember? It was a long time ago. Thomas, I want to find out if you think that we have a future doing this podcast. I think really that's the problem here. I I, I don't know what's going on, man. I, I feel like we're falling apart. Dickie, I do see a future in this podcast. I just feel like when I talk to you sometimes, I'm talking to a wall. It just seems like your mind is in other places. Dicker, how does that make you feel when you hear him say that? Don't forget the first part. He does see a future in this podcast. He still wants to do something with you. He still cares about you. He still loves you. He's still your husband. It doesn't we're, matter. Again, we're not married. Secretaries don't matter. I, I get we're not married. What's that? We're not married. Okay, well, okay, however you want to. We don't have to get into labels, but look, he wants to do this with you, okay? But he feels some emotional resistance sometimes. And sometimes he feels like maybe you're not listening to him all the time. And sometimes it's so hard to listen all the time. I get tired. It's <sighs> hard. Yeah? Yeah. But do you think, do you think you could listen a little bit more? Yeah. I mean, a little bit more. Yeah. So if today you listen a little bit more and Thomas listens a little bit more, why, today will be better than yesterday. And if tomorrow you listen a little bit more still and he listens a little bit more still, tomorrow will be better than today, which was better than yesterday. Now, two weeks from now, if you're listening very, very hard and he's listening very, very hard, and maybe you're not listening the most that you could listen, but you're still listening very, very hard, that's much more than two weeks ago when you were just listening a little bit more than you were listening more than the last time, right? Yes, Dr. Ma'am. Yeah. It's just that easy. That's that's listening with the heart. So I hear Thomas still wants to record. Dickie, do you still want to record the podcast? Yes, Dr. Ma'am. Well, boys, look in your hands. I think you're going to see you have microphones and you're recording a podcast right now. <gasps> this is we are. This is uh, th- this is this is large. This yeah. is very big. Yeah. How does that feel? It, it feels good. Good. Yes. It feels. It feels good. It it it. Yeah. It feels. I'm I'm feeling the void that I've been feeling getting filled right now. Yeah. I'm a podcaster. It's the greatest thing. Yeah, that's right. That a- guy in his 40s or who looks like he's in his 40s but behaves like he's a preteen could do i feel like podcasting is the future wow yeah i'm doing it 
Yeah, I think this is going to blow up pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah, you are doing it. I can't wait to tell Father Dr. Professor Terry O'Reilly. I'm a podcaster now. He and I are going to start a podcast on Oculism, his religion that he's founded. Thank you so much, Dr. Tanya. I realize I don't need Thomas anymore. I no, can no, do no, this Dickie, on the, my no, own. The, 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 the po- bye, no, no, guys. no, 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 Dickie, oh, no. Bye. Wait, I, ha- you, I have the equipment. Dickie. I have, you can't... Dicky, Dicker. See, Dr. Tanya, this is what I'm talking about. This is exactly what I'm talking. It's always about him. Never about the overarching product or our fans or anything other than what Dicky wants. So just just do your own podcast. Why I, do you need I, I I am the Johnny Carson of this operation. I need an Ed McMahon. I need someone to constantly validate everything I say, no matter how off kilter it might be. Do you think that might be a problem with you? Does that tell you anything right there? Because it sounds a little kooky to me. I don't see how that's, I don't see how that's a problem. I, I, it's only done well for me up until this point. <sighs> but do you really need, I mean, look, let's be honest. Diggy's a dull boy, okay? He is... Uh, get a sock puppet, man. It doesn't matter. Yes, which makes him the perfect Ed McMahon. Yeah, all right. Well, if you want to keep this up, you're going to have to do some big sweeping gesture to get him back because it sounds like this boy is in the clutches of some priest or something. And, you know, once they get wrapped around those cheeks, man... I've tried to avoid this, but I am just going to have to use my psychic abilities on him. That's the last chapter in my book. Psychic abilities? Yeah, and, and to use them to get what you want and the ones you love. Hmm. This book has suddenly become much more interesting to me. Tell me, tell me more, Dr. Tanya. You tell me, you're the psychic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is fun. (laughs) I'm going to have to go and um, try to zero in on exactly what Dickie is mentally so I can reprogram his brain. Be be kind to him. Just, Just cut him some slack, okay? He'll be fine if you cut him some slack. He'll be fine once I rearrange his brain cells. Uh, That's what I mean. All right. Good luck with uh, this little shit show you got going here. Just, uh, do you know where I can get cocaine? Thank you for listening to the Truthcast. You can send questions, topic suggestions, or comments to Thomas at TrueHeroes053 at gmail.com or to Dickie at LittleDickR at gmail.com. Please rate, please rate. I would tell you to like and subscribe to the podcast, but I've already hacked into your computers and done it for you. Dr. Tanya was played by the always amazing Jen Hansen. Jen is someone we have wanted on both the live show and the podcast since the very beginning. I'm, I'm talking literally day one. She ended up having a baby and has not been available until now for the podcast. We did have her on a recent live show at Go Comedy, which is where you can see Jen Hansen perform regularly. She is, in my opinion, one of the best improvisers in the entire state of Michigan. She does a lot of comedy duo work with Chris Peterson from the Truthcast. You may know him as C. Ira Abernathy and the two of them together are just oh my god like the best Alex and I are both super fans of Jen and could not be happier that she was on the show today if you'd like to hear more of Thomas outside of his Thomas Luge persona check out his other podcast 
Bert Selleck, available where all podcasts are found. You can also listen to me on my brand new podcast that I record with my wife called You Made Me Watch, where every week we make the other one of us watch a movie that we've never seen before. That is also available where all podcasts are found. As always, thank you so much for listening to the Truthcast. It means the world to me. Until next week, keep being awesome. Thank you.